We are continuing our, our series called The Heart of Worship, where we're looking at some of the Psalms in the Bible, in the Old Testament. Psalms that were, some of them were poems, and some of them were actual songs. And they were meant for, their purpose was for pray, praise and, and worship unto God. But sometimes they're for instruction. And so this psalm in particular is, an, is a song that was actually sung. So this one's a song. And we know this because if it, most of your Bibles, if before you read Psalm 42 verse 1, it says, there's some instruction here. It says, for the director of music, a mascal, which if you don't know what that means, I don't either. But I'm sure that Fernando would like to look that up for you. Um, a mascal of the sons of Korah. So it was, it was a song. And that's important, um, as, as I'll explain why. Um, so music is powerful. Can we all agree to that? I think it was a couple of years ago or last year that I, I, I talked about the power of music. And I, I sung out like a, a melody or the first words to a song or, or the, the chorus. And some of you like finished up the song, like the Folgers song. I'm not going to sing it, right? But it'll take you back to those Sunday mornings or, or those mornings when you when you used to have coffee, um, uh, weak coffee, if you ask me, actually. But um, we won't get into that. Uh, but music is powerful. And then I even did the you know the Toys R Us song, and some of you finished it off, and now they're finished off, <laughs> which is sad. Um, but music is powerful. That's, that's the point. It reflects, it reflects life's journey. And it uses lyrics to do this. It uses lyrics to explore the human experience, for better or worse, right? So me, like, I have a song. You can ask my wife, Gigi, or my kids. I have a song for just about every situation. Just about every situation. Um, when I'm preparing a sermon here in the office... I'll play, so I'll, I'll, I'll put on some classical music. You know, it gets me relaxed. Uh, and, it, and it gets me to not listen to Fernando walking back and forth in the office and playing music or on his phone. You have a door, Fernando. I just want to remind you that. But that's not, that's not what this is about. Whenever, whenever Gigi needs a favor and I kind of, I don't want to do it, I sing. So I have a song for that. It's, what have you done for me lately? Janet Jackson, you're welcome. <laughs> when somebody apologizes to me, but I'm just like, mm, that's not enough, I have a song for that. More than words is all you have to do to make it real. Extreme, it's the band Extreme. Um, thank you, Fernando. That's not an addition, I'm not a singer. Um, when somebody's ego just kind of lights up, you're so vain, you probably think the song is about you. I can see the different generations like laughing at the different songs, right? Carly Simon. Um, and then of course, there's the Rocky theme song, right? My heart is racing now. I just want to find stairs and just run up those stairs, right? So I use I I have I have this song for when I work out. It's great workout music. 
Uh, and I use it for when I work out five, five days a year. <laughs> but music is power. Let's get back to the point, back to the point, back to the point. Is that music is powerful, right? And this psalm, this song that is sung, has been so impactful in my life throughout my years. All 25 years that I have lived on this earth. Um, and so my students are laughing because they know how old I am. Uh, so when I feel sad, when I feel sad, depressed, when I feel lonely, I, re I, I remember Psalm 42. And so today, what I, I just, all I want to do today is for you to add this song, this song to your playlist, and you'll see why. Let's pray. Father, thank you for all that you are. Thank you because you are the living God. And thank you that you do quench our thirst. God, I pray that you speak to and through me this morning, that your word does not return void. Jesus, amen. So what I always like to do is just kind of zoom out, like what is going on here? So when we zoom, on, zoom out in Psalm 42, we see, we see a pattern, okay? There's a pattern in this whole entire psalm and, and its structure, and it, and it goes like this. It's lament, which is an expression of extreme grief or extreme sorrow, okay? So lament, hope, lament, hope, lament, hope. It's the same, it's the same pattern. And we see the writer, the psalmist, we see David here going back and forth, right? Lament, hope, lament, hope, lament, hope. And we see that he goes back and forth in this battle. It's like he is having a fight with himself. He's fighting himself. And so I'll reread the first part, the first lament, verses 1 through 4. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. So he's desperate, right? The imagery here is a deer that's <laughs> desperate for water, a very thirsty deer. So just like that, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? When can I have that water? When can I drink again? Is what he's saying. My tears have been my food day and night. While men say to me all day long, where is your God? So he's saying, I want water. I want God, the, the, the living water. And all I've had is just my tears. That's all I've had to drink. That's all I've had to eat. That's it. These things, verse 4, these things, and people are mocking him, by the way, right? Where is your God? Verse 4, these things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go with the multitude leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving, among the festive throng. Man, I remember the good old days when I used to be able to go and drink water, when I used to lead people into praise and worship, when I used to lead people to water, to where God was at. And then David does something really interesting here in verse 5. Okay, He starts to, he starts to talk to himself. In this case, he starts to kind of sing to himself, to himself. Now, Gigi does this a lot. She talks to herself so much in the house. And it's a little creepy, especially when we're, we're the only two that are in, in the room at the time. Because I'm like, I don't know, should I be, am I supposed to be listening? Because it doesn't sound like it's directed toward me. I don't know, is, is this going to be a to-do list? Do I say something? Right? And it just, I've asked her plenty of times, like, hon, don't do that because it's, it's a little weird. But she'll be not even looking at me, having her back to me, and I kid you not, this is her. Very very involved in her conversation with herself. 
I don't know. I mean, I just, I just got to do it. I just got to suck it up, and I just got to do it, and I know that I can do it. I can do it. And I'm looking at her like, is she on the phone? Is she on? No, she's not on the phone. And, and I, have a, I have a song for that. Because I think you're crazy. I think you're crazy. This is Gnarls Barkley, in case you didn't know. I've got a song for just about every situation. But David is not crazy here. He's preaching to his soul. Here's what he says in verse 5. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. In a book that's titled Spiritual Depression, the author Martin Lloyd-Jones says this. Have you realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? And he continues. Now this man's treatment in Psalm 42 was this. Instead of allowing this self to talk to him, he starts talking to himself. Why are you downcast, oh my soul, he says. His soul has been depressing him, has been crushing him. So he stands up and says, self, listen for a moment. I will speak to you. You ever, you ever done that? Well, I encourage you to. Because sometimes that's what we need is, man, I'm so done. And just stand up and preach to yourself. Just preach. You should be like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Listen, you are a son. You are a daughter of the most high God. And God is within reach. You can go to him. Uh, my, my younger son, Gabriel, like if, if you know him or have taken care of him, you know how they say kids say the darndest things? Right? No? Well, they do. But Gabriel just like, what, like, who are you sometimes? Like, who, where did you come from? He called me. Um, uh, well, actually, at home, what he does sometimes is when we're not being, when he thinks that I'm being mean to his brother, but that's when Isaiah is not, his brother's not behaving. Or I'm, or I'm picking on him. Like, I'll bother him just to rile him up a little bit. Gabriel will be like, stop, please. And I'm like, uh, just kind of rile him up, right? And he says, stop, I'll preach. <laughs> and he does, he never looks at me like this. He does this. Because that's more menacing, apparently. I'll preach. I said, well, good, like, go ahead and preach. And so I keep bothering him. He gets up and he preaches. Is it nice? <laughs> he, I kid you not. Is it nice to not be nice to people? What does God say about that? And so he'll preach, and he'll preach, and then he just goes off the rail and just makes no sense. But sometimes we have to stand up and just be like, self, you listen to me now. I'm going to preach. I need to speak into your soul. I need, I need, you need a pep talk here. You need a motivational talk. You need some speaking, some listening to do. I'm going to speak now. I may not be right, but I know the truth, and I'm going to show you the truth in the midst of this darkness. So that's, that's a good word. Stand up and, and just do that. Just be like, man, I'm so, just everything just feels like it's crumbling upon me. And then just stop and just be like, I'll preach. I'm, I'm going to preach to you, Javi. Self, and then just preach to yourself. It's a good practice. So David 
ends up with ends with hope here in verse 5. And then verses 6 and 7, he returns to lament. He says, my God, uh, he says, my soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep. He's saying, I am deep wallowing in my pity. I am deep down all the way to the bottom beneath the earth. And I'm calling out to the deep out there. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. He's saying, I'm drowning here. Even when I try to come up to get some air or I gasp for air, another wave comes, another breaker comes, and I'm back underwater. Lament. And then he returns to hope. Verse 8. He says, by day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. He is affirming God's love for him. And he returns to lament. Verse 9, I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why, my, why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? There's that question again, where is your God? And so, so he's saying in, in, in verse 10, like, I'm starting to feel this in my bones now. It's spiritual, it's, it's emotional, it's physical. I'm all messed up and people are making fun of me. And then he ends the psalm with hope. Verse 11, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Same exact verse, word for word, as verse 5. But the song ends. The song is over. And so he ends the song by basically saying, I'm not praising. I want to get to the place where I want to praise. I try to praise, but I, I just can't. I need to get to that place. I want to. This is not working right now. Song's over. That's it. And David doesn't find a solution. So what is going on in David's life? What is the context that he's living in? David is not in a good place. Again, spiritually, emotionally, or even physically. So what does he want? What does David desire his desire is God that's it God is the answer he's not looking for a quick solution he's not looking for an easy out he's not looking for instant relief he's not looking for happiness he just wants God did you notice that he didn't say stop the waves stop them from mocking me he just says oh man I just if I can just get back to the place where I can praise you he wants God and that's it, because he knows that God is the answer. I messed up. People are making fun of me. People are making, uh, are mocking me, mocking you, and I'm drowning for you. I, want, I just want you, God. See, David wants to get back to the physical place where he can go and worship and praise God, to the temple. He wants to go back to church where he could experience God. In the Old Testament, before Jesus died, so this is the cross right here, right? In the Old Testament, before Jesus came and died for our sins, in order to worship and praise God, you had to get to the temple. There was a physical location, a place, a building that you had to get to in order to do that. <clears throat> so it makes sense. It makes sense that David wanted badly to return to the temple to be in God's presence. It makes sense. You see, David knew that being in the presence of the Almighty God, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, creator of the universe, 
the Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, just being in his presence was enough. Just to be close to you is my desire. That's Fred Hammond. I've got a song for just about any situation, right? Poor David. He was desperate for God. He was desperate for intimacy with him. But he, he just, he can't, he can't get there. Oh my gosh, I want that water so bad. Like, like a deer thirsting, desperate for water. But I can't, I can't get there. I can't. Oh my, I'm desperate. I need you, God. What is our context? What are the times that we're living in? Well, we're on the other side of the cross, right? Jesus has already come. He's already died on the cross for our sins. So we don't need to wait like David did. We don't need to wait till we get to the temple, till we get to church to experience God. We don't have to be trying to reach out for God. Because here's a newsflash. God doesn't live in this building. His address is at 31 Elm Street, Andover, Massachusetts. He doesn't only wait for you at a Christian concert, at a retreat, at the bell house. He doesn't just wait for you at a, uh, a conference or anything like that. He doesn't just wait for you at somebody's house in a small group. 1 John 4.13 says, This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? That the Spirit dwells in your midst? Acts 17.24 says, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. So Christian. Just like David, who was asked by his mockers, where is your God? Where is your God? I ask you, not mockingly, not mockingly, not disrespectfully, I ask you, where is your God? Again, he doesn't live here at church. Where is your God? He dwells among you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So are you thirsty? Do you desire God's presence? Do you want God? Then just drink. And actually, I am thirsty. Drink. Heck, you can even douse yourself with this. It's not, it's not going to get empty. This bottle will, but not God's presence. As Pastor Brian said last week, sink your roots in the living water of God. As Tim Keller, author and, and pastor, once wrote on social media, he says, the only person who dares wake up a king at three o'clock in the morning for a glass of water is a child. We have that kind of access. What a privilege. What a privilege it is. Do you know how, how much David longed for this? I can't get there. In order for me to drink, I have to, I have to get there. But I can't. He's at a temple. David is somewhere, somewhere lost. 
Somewhere maybe he was, he was uh, an outcast at some point. People were mocking him, maybe chasing him around. And he's like, man, I want to praise God, but I, I can't get there. And here we are on the other side of the cross. We can just drink. Very simple. Easy. Can you imagine David, if he could see into the future and he sees someone just reaching over and grabbing, he's like, what? You're not even in the temple. There is no temple. What is going on? That's not fair. I've got to get to a place, a physical place to be able to worship God. And here you are, Mr. Simple, Mr. Privileged, just reaching out and drinking. That is so cool, not fair. I'm just a little bit, just a little bit jealous. But when we're here, are we taking advantage of that? Or are we just taking it for granted? Are we just so focused on other things that we try to quench our thirst with anything, anything that is not God? Are we just so focused on everything else that we don't focus on the one who can truly quench our thirst, God himself. And David is probably like, why are you looking over there? Like you, it's within arm's reach. Man, you have no idea how blessed you are. If David was here right now, you have no idea the blessing that you have on this side of the cross, that you could read about Jesus, that you could experience the Holy Spirit. Me, on the other hand, there had to be, I had to get to the temple. It was like a transaction. Things needed to happen before I had to be clean. I had to do this whole ritual. You see, the key here is, folks, is that you have to desire. You must desire God's presence. You must thirst for God. David, he's, he's all over the place in this bipolar psalm, all right, was what I refer to it as. But that's the human experience, right? We go from good times to bad times, from really excited, really happy, really, really joyful to deep down just depressed. To then we have a good, a good time. We have a great time. And then tragedy strikes. And then we're back down in the valleys. And sometimes it feels like this vicious cycle or, or a roller coaster ride. And maybe you get mocked for your faith and maybe... Just maybe you feel like you're drowning and every time you try to come up to gasp for air, another wave comes crashing, crushing you. Or you feel alone, you feel abandoned, your tears have been your food day and night. And you feel the suffering in your bones is taking a, a physical toll on you. Thirst for God. But here's a disclaimer. It's, don't get to the point don't get to the point where you are dehydrated. I've been dehydrated once. I passed out. Not a good time. Don't get to the point. Don't get to the point where you have to pant. I'm desperate. Because desperate times call for what? Desperate measures, right? If you are so desperate, you're like, oh, I'm desperate for, for water, for the living water. You're going to grab the nearest thing. You're going to just, like, I'm, I'm going to try to satisfy myself with this. Fill in the blank. You're going to try to satisfy yourself with anything that is not God. So I tell you, you are here. Drink up. Take full advantage of that, that one transaction that was made on the cross for us. 
Not all these transactions and rituals that David and the people way before us in the Old Testament had to go through. So I tell you, thirst, but thirst well. Don't get desperate. Don't get dehydrated. You don't have to go Sunday after Sunday before you quench your thirst here at Free Christian Church or elsewhere. You can do that. You can go ahead and do that. But when you come over here, we're just going to preach Jesus. It's Jesus all the time. And I guarantee that next week, I believe Brian's back on, he's going to preach Jesus. And the week after that, he's going to preach about Jesus and the gospel of Jesus Christ, how much he loves you, how you have access to the living water at all times. We're going to preach the same thing, just different ways, different styles, but it's always Jesus, and you have Jesus in you. So to quench your thirst, you don't have to wait for Sunday. You don't have to wait for your small group. You don't have to wait for all these things. The answer will always be Jesus. Now David, he had to wait. Had to wait to get to a place. We don't. We don't. Now, again, the dangers of getting so desperate is that we'll reach out for anything. We'll take our focus off of God completely and, and just try to get, can I squeeze water out of this microphone? I just need something. I'm desperate. And that leads us down a dangerous path, a dangerous trajectory. When we, and if we can't find a quick fix, maybe we contemplate just leaving this earth, this world altogether. And I know I know that there's at least one person in this sanctuary, one person in this room, in this church, that's sought meaning in their life. They've gone from sorrow to sorrow. They've contemplated even ending their life multiple times. I know that there's at least one person in this room that has looked at their face in the mirror and hated what they saw and didn't see anything of significance. That's been through the valley valley after valley after valley. And how did I overcome that? Just drank the water. The living water. That's it. And you can do the same exact thing. As the deer panted for the water so might so longeth after thee. So I've got a song for those situations now as well. I've got a song and a psalm that reminds me that I can quench my spiritual thirst time and time again in Jesus with that water, with the living water. And I can drink it. I can, I can open it and close it. I can put it in my back pocket. I can take it with me. And guess what? I can douse it, and it's never going to be empty. I can share it with others. I can share it with others. So I encourage you this week that when you go back to work or you're on vacation or whatever it is, that if you see somebody that's struggling on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you don't have to say, hey, you got to come to church with me on Sunday. If it's Monday, hey, you got to wait six days. Just hang in there. Man, I'm so depressed. I want to end it all. Hang in there until Sunday. That's, you can invite them to church. I encourage you to invite people to church. But you've got the source in your hands. You are temple of the Holy Spirit where Jesus dwells. You can say, hey, 
I know what you're going through. I'm going through that too. Or I've gone through it. Or I know somebody that has. But you know what? Hey, have some of this. Have some of this. And that can look like, hey, can I just pray for you right now? I'm not perfect. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a minister. Uh, I'm just as messed up as you are. I just summed my whole self up in, 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 in there, right? Let me pray for you. Can I pray for you right now? Can I pray for you? And then come to church with me on Sunday. Or come to this small group. Check this out. So that's it. That's, that's all I want. It's just for you to add this song, this psalm, to your playlist. Let's pray. Father God, we worship you. We thank you, God. We thank you that we can worship you in our cars, by our bedside, in the bathroom, wherever we are. It doesn't, it's not a physical place. I pray, God, that we can, in, in those moments of darkness, those moments of depression, of loneliness, when tears have been our food day and night, I pray, God, that in those moments when we just want to end it all or we, or we think about it or, or we think that this world is a better place without me, God, I pray that you speak to us in those moments. And better yet, that we can talk to ourselves and not allow our circumstances to talk to us, but say, hold on. I am a daughter, I am a son of the Most High Living God who is living, as a matter of fact, in me. And Lord, quench my thirst. At this moment, quench my thirst. And God, I, I pray that we can sing this song, that we can sing this psalm or recite these words, even just the first couple of words, and remember you, God, because you meet us right where we're at. We don't have to crawl out of a valley. We don't have to find our way out of a desert. We just need to turn to you, focus on you, and you will make our path straight. So thank you, God, for the honor and privilege it is to be quenched by your thirst. So help us to thirst and thirst well. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.